Welcome back to SDR Confessions. As you all know, I'm here to uncover the secrets and stories that you may have not heard before that will make you laugh, but we'll also learn. And so today I have Tom from Cognizum. Talk to us more about your role and, and what you do there. Hey, um, yeah, so I'm Tom. I'm a SDR Cognizum. Um, so yeah, I've been in SDR for it's about six months now. And yeah, I'm here to confess one of my funny stories uh, What in my last six months at Cognizum. Awesome. So Tom, what is your confession? Right, so this happened, um, I think it must have been about a couple of months ago. And at first, this was first some outreach via LinkedIn, because um, I was working on my LinkedIn, um, and I actually got a reply to get on a call with him. And this seemed like an ideal prospect, you know, he didn't have any lead generation mm-hmm. tools, um, you know, like he's just relying on sales navigator, the quality wasn't particularly ideal, and I just thought this is just an ideal you know, prospect to book in. And he was so keen to see the platform. And um, I was just thinking, this is brilliant. This would be a great opportunity. And book him in for the day after. And um, day after comes by. I gave all the information to my account executive. And she um, she got off the call and she messaged me on Slack. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was saying, Tom, uh, this company is bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny, but wait, wait, what? <laughs> what yeah it was, just, it was bankrupt i was just thinking like what, what do you mean the bankrupt it was, it was like the head of marketing of this company has just told me they're bankrupt so i can't qualify and i was just thinking no hang on i'm gonna call this guy this is something something there must be mis- yeah. some miscommunication or something and and i called him and he said Oh yeah, um, but we're in the process of changing ownership um, at the minute, so um, budget's not really a thing. And I just thought, I was just thinking in my head, well, sure, this is not, this is something not worth mentioning, you know. Perhaps, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like maybe you could have let me know. Like, what's the deal here? You know, whilst doing all these qualifications, doing the discovery, understanding what they need, and um, whilst I'm on the call, I just noticed because Dave is um, their director of SDRs, so he's um. He's actually sitting next to me and he's on a call with the account executive because she yeah. was talking to him about it. And then I just hear him talking to the account executive going, so who was it? Who was the SD card? <laughs> and she, she wouldn't give a name. And then she was like, you know, wouldn't give a name for a couple of minutes. And whilst I was on a call with the prospect, I just see Dave's head just tilt towards <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just thinking, oh god, how is this going to go down? <laughs> but anyway, the the up didn't qualify, and then Dave just uh, basically says, like, why did you bring in a bank? <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> so, what are you doing? <laughs> this is not the context. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> but it was a funny story at the time. You know, we joke about it. Like, um, when I book another company in, I messaged him saying, like. This one's definitely not bankrupt. <laughs> uh, and he, um, but he's, you know, they, who knows? They could be in the process of changing ownership in the future. Also, yeah. so <laughs> I mean, that is that is one of the more <laughs> wild stories because it's like there's so many because there's so many questions to it. It's like okay, even we're gonna dive into what we could have done better here, obviously. But at the same time, it's also mm. on that person. Like, if you knew there was a potential bankrupt that was happening, that doesn't just happen typically overnight. Why would you take the call? 
what is what is the purpose of you taking what, that call? Hey, there's so there, like there's right there's so many questions there. You're like, what is going on? Makes no sense. Well, it's just one of them where I mean the whole role of an SDR is not just putting people in; it's objection handling, you know. And I feel if I was the prospect in that case, saying the company was bankrupt, that's a pretty good you know objection. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm probably not. I have no <laughs> training on how to handle that. Like, okay, you're bankrupt. Like, we're gonna move on to the next call. <laughs> There's nothing there for you. Like one of the few times you would just say, "Fair enough." Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> move on to the next. But no, he was great. He gave me everything I needed, uh, except the small bit that yeah, the company was bankrupt. But we. Oh, and best part now, I now see him on LinkedIn, and um. They're hiring. No, so. <laughs> so I guess was he was he really bankrupt? There's a lot of questions here, right? There's so many questions that I have. Yeah, there's a a lot of mysteries. A lot of mysteries. Um, but lesson learned. A lesson learned. Um, proper due diligence is needed. Cl- clearly. So so when you think of due diligence, how do you think of that today? What are some questions that you're now asking to make sure that they have maybe you know some funds in the bank? I mean. Funds in the bank, that's interesting. I haven't thought of one yet because it hasn't happened since, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. What I could do is, I mean, talk perhaps talk about budgets, you know, like, you know, especially around January, it's always a time about budgets. You know, it's the new year, especially in these circumstances, like, it's probably something worth discussing, you know, especially if it's a much smaller company, you could sort of sometimes might mention the minimum pricing of the platform. Yep. So it's not wasting both of our times. Um, so that's something I definitely could have done. Um, but also I feel from his end, it probably was something worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, right. Uh, yeah. That's just, it's so, it's such a wild scenario to me when, when you, when I hear things like that, it's like, wait, what the heck? Like, why would that even be happening? So now that you're thinking about more of the discovery and, and things of that nature. What are things that you now look for before you prospect someone to evade that? Are you looking at, okay, are they hiring X amount of people? Like what are some things that you're, you're diving into now? Well, there's a, it's a small things like say on LinkedIn, you know, where you go on the insight mm-hmm. um, insights page, you know, you can see, you know, the, the growth of the company in the last couple of years. Um, and you can also see, on their website say certain announcements whether it's like a funding or you know a new hiring of or you can see linkedin pages that are hiring sdrs or you know marketing managers etc those are all sort of like small green flags to say you know this company is doing yeah yeah. (laughs) and so how do you how do you how do you leverage that because some people i think stop there right they'll just be like all right i see the i see that they're hiring marketing i see they're hiring sales but how are you taking that to the next level well, I say, say the hiring sales, like the, the road you go down to is sort of understand. So if they're hiring, they must be doing well. So you understand what their current processes are, what's working. But there's nothing that's going to be perfect. Like you always want to go to the next level. Mm. So that's where you sort of promote Cognizant as, you know, what lead generation tool, we're the largest out there. Um, like, do you think having a tool as you're hiring more SDRs by having a tool like ours, they're going to have more access to reach out to further prospects. Right. So therefore you'll be reaching, you know, higher growths um, at a shorter space of time. Yeah. That's a, I think that's a really 
good call as well. Again, I think it's I think looking at people why they're hiring them and the reasons for that is something that's under leveraged. People don't focus on that enough, in my opinion. So I really like that you're diving into that. Now, obviously, again, I don't think the bankrupt experience will happen again. If it does, then I don't know, maybe you should never fill out any type of jackpot or slots or go or do anything because like you, you're just inherently unlucky at this point, right? Um, but when when you're thinking about listening and handing off to an account executive, what are some things that you pay attention to to make sure that the account executive is like, wow, I'm I'm fired up to get an opportunity from Tom? Um, so sorry, just to understand, what questions would I ask for an account executive to think this is a good opportunity? Yeah, so let's say you're you're talking to, you cold call someone. Let's use cold call, for example. You're talking yeah. to them and yeah. you're like, all right, this is a solid conversation. What are some things that you're looking to make sure that you ask or uncover or whatever that may be? So when you give it to your account executive, they're like, this is a really good opportunity. Tell you what, this is one thing I've learned very recently is there's a lot of times um, where I speak to prospects and they have multiple vendors. So the, the one question is quite simple. It's like, so why do you have multiple rather than one? Because you're having multiple because it's clearly something wrong with one right. and it's clearly something wrong with the other. So you're sort of digging into two problems into one, which basically gives multiple reasons from their end. And that gives much more information to an account executives to give that better use case of say, there's something wrong with X, there's something wrong with Y. Here's how we unify those problems and fill those gaps. So I feel there's a lot of companies out there that use dual vendors. And that's a question I found that's very effective and that account executives do do like a lot. Do do you... Okay, I think that's that's interesting there. Do you feel like when you do that, because you're connecting the dots, it's making it easier for the account executive to do discovery to connect those dots as well? Is that why, why you think they're like it? Like, what's the feedback you've been getting? That's also my understanding also, because I feel it's, 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 it's all very well just saying, oh, they use Luffer, you know, just compare. But that's quite vague. Right. Like, if you understand as to why do why do they pick Lush in the first place? How has it been going? Um, where are the gaps? How could they benefit if those gaps were filled? Mm-hmm. Then that build that that information before the discovery meet uh, before the meeting with the account executive has even started, that already builds a use case in a prospect's mind right. because they're understanding their problems out loud, and then they're going to the meeting understanding already. I know what my problems are. Let's see how um, the account executive can show how we can solve this. Right. Yeah. And that, yeah, that makes complete sense. And as you have gone, you're pretty, what, eight, nine months into the role right now. What is something that you're yep. focusing on more now as you're looking to make the next move in your career? Um, one thing I'm focusing more now is, um, I mean... For I'll be able to say these last eight nine months, there was I was especially my first like three four months was very much going more to Vega down the road. Oh, you use Luffer, you lose Apollo, etc. Yeah. You know, it's it's always an easy one. Just saying, you know, go for a comparison, fifteen minutes and whatnot. But then those will never close. So what I'm doing at the minute is asking those sort of questions where you have a better understanding, and then just much more likely to close. Yeah. And the results I've shown already in these last three four months. So you're you're just taking the time to dive deeper rather than just getting an appointment. You're really trying to understand what is the compelling reason that someone should hop on these calls. Exactly. 
you know, you don't want to be, you don't want to get them to, you don't want to waste your account executive's time. Like, it's a win-win scenario where if you, it's a win for them and it's a win for myself if that deal closes. So if I get more information earlier on, the better the use case for the account executive. Yeah, I I mean, I agree with that as well. I feel like a lot of SDRs, it's a, it's the shortest term mindset that you have because obviously on a monthly basis you're looking to schedule and complete x meetings and then even on a shorter time basis every day counts and i think that's really that's really a different mindset that you're having is just saying hey like i'm really trying to make sure the account executive is set up which you know most people don't think about that in the role because everyone has different incentives but it is important to think about so you're scheduling different meetings right you're you're going about it in in unique ways what is like one technique that you are doing right now that you would say is a little bit different that you'd like to share with the audience could be like hey i tried this new subject line i'm doing this new cold call intro what's something that's been like working really well for you recently what's been working for me is just through referrals Mm -hmm. where it's mostly by emails then i'll call them the email would be you know the introduction would be like i spoke to so and so and then i just give one or two lines about what i spoke to that person about um and then say if they're using the tool, one of our competitors, I'll highlight, speak, like I speak to loads of people in your position with similar roles. And they mention that there's a problem with this tool in this certain manner. And then the simple question in the email is, can you relate? Hmm. I've had quite a lot of responses from that. Just a simple question saying, can you relate? And most of the time it is yes. Um, and then you just hop on the call with them for about two to five minutes and then most of the time you get meeting them in the next week. Nice. How it's very simple. It's probably very common, but it, I find it very effective. Ask doing referrals for, for SCRs is, is not as common of a topic. I think it's cause it's just like, Oh, okay. okay. Like, yeah, the people are just like, all right, like, cool, whatever. I'll just move on. I think it's that piece. So, so I guess how often is that happening? Is this like a, Hey, this is a weekly play I'm running. Is this like, hey, like it happens every so often? Like, what's the occurrence of this? Uh, so if I, if I put an example, because I've been away for the last two weeks, but I got yeah, back this right. week. Um, I booked five meetings so far, and three of them have been through a referral basis via mm-hmm. email. Uh, and beforehand, I would say it was about fifty percent of the time. Okay. So it's just still solid. I mean, that, that's, I think it's important for everyone to write that down, take that information. Referrals is something that you could still do as an SDR. Most people think it's just for the account executive or even the customer success person. I think, again, thinking about that way is the wrong way to go about it. So these are ways that you can continuously expedite, expand your relationships when you may not think it's there. Now, as we go and we talked about a lot of different things today, you gave a unique perspective. Let's make this a little bit more broad. What advice would you give to other SDRs out there, maybe that are starting out and they're looking to get to that next level? It's, I mean, it's probably a common one. You probably have heard mm-hmm. this a lot, but it's pretty daunting for people who are new to the SDR role to call. Mm-hmm. And it's just simple. The more calls you do, the better, the better you get. So just don't back away from it. We've all done like bad phone calls in the of past, course. but... It just gets easier and easier. Um, so that's the one bit of simple advice I would say. How many, when you first started, <clears throat> how many calls were you doing a day? And is that, has that lowered or is that like- no, I shied away. I've increased dramatically. 
like before I would I would call but I would take my time like I, I would almost in my head there would almost be a bit of anxiety sure. like you just see the title CEO of this 200 person company yeah. and, and you think oh god he's gonna like hang up he's gonna right. like um you know shout on the phone or something I don't know and then you think about it for about five minutes and then you eventually call and most of the time no answer yeah. so you waste a lot of your time so if you just keep going through the calls almost without thinking then you get a lot better at it yeah and then you, the more calls you do the more likely you are to book them on yeah that makes that make i mean that makes complete sense and I, that that's what i always tell people <clears throat> is you should do try to do like 50 60 depending on who you're calling 80 calls as soon as you start because you want to just get you want to get beat up. <laughs> That's the best way to put it, right? Like yeah. you just want to yeah. get the rejection out the way. You want to have those conversations because if you're able to convert opportunities on the phone, email, video becomes not as a difficult thing to do. And you're going to become more confident over time because of that, right? And also any embarrassing experiences, like, you know, you source someone that says bankrupt, something like that. They just, they don't seem as bad as getting uh, the rejected part of on a cold call. It's very personal. It's hard to overcome. Like it's hard. Right. And so you, you want to do that there. Yeah. So I think that's important. And, and then if we kind of flip it towards the end here, any shout outs that you want to give to anyone before we wrap up? Um, well, definitely my manager, Rachel, uh, my director, David, um, you know, I, I, I had a bit of a slow start, you know, like I say, you know, lower the calls and stuff like that they gave me the confidence mm -hmm. for it um probably a shout out also to a guy that i started with um george clark cool he he's very good um he gave me a lot of good tips you know he gave me some encouragement so big shout out to him also awesome well shout out <clears throat> shout out to the people that got the shout outs there uh, hopefully you all listen to this episode and you enjoy that and thank you all so much for listening to another scr confessions hope you laughed a little bit you learned and we'll see you all next time